Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Pacific North Weird. Um, I decided to make this podcast kind of as a way of just, like, getting some of the weird stuff that I think about out of my brain, and I thought it would be kind of fun if I could share some of my knowledge of the weird stuff that's happened in the Pacific Northwest. So, expect to hear about cryptids, killers, ghosts, and possibly a haunted Vindy machine in the future. Um, I'm really hoping to have some of my friends on to come and share some of their own stories of the paranormal, and I'm hoping that Rusty will be able to get on and we'll talk about the old whorehouse and all of our adventures uh, partying it up with uh, hooker ghosts, sorry, sex worker ghosts from the good old days, because believe me, shit gets weird. But today I'm going to tell you a story uh, from a small Washington uh, town that sounds like it's straight out of the X-Files. So... Let me teach you a little bit about Oakville, Washington. Oakville is a small town in Grays Harbor County. It has a population of about 684, and the bank is the site of the last horseback robbery in Washington. So there's a little fun fact for you. Um, it's the kind of small town that has community spaghetti feeds and local barrel races and rodeos all the time, so it's very much like almost the Wild West there still. Um, my own personal history with... Uh, Oakville is that I actually ride my horse out there a lot for rodeos. I go out there and I try to support small town rodeo as much as possible. So let's get right into this story of the Oakville Blobs. On August 7th, uh, 1994, it began to rain in Oakville. This wasn't weird in the sense that it was raining on a summer day. That's pretty normal for Washington. But for the fact that the rain was coming down as small globs of jelly. David Lacey was a police officer who experienced this blob storm firsthand. He was driving and turned on his windshield wipers when the downpour began. He said, We turned our windshield wipers on, and it just started smearing to the point where we almost could not see. We both looked at each other and said, Gee, this isn't right. We're out in the middle of nowhere, basically. And where did this come from? The blobs were small, translucent, and about the size of a grain of rice. He said, The substance was very mushy, almost like if you had jello in your hand. You know, you could pretty much squish it through your fingers. We knew it wasn't something we could normally see. We would normally see because we had never experienced it before. We had some bells go off in our heads that said, "This isn't right. This isn't normal." And I really just love that quote because you can tell that he picked it up and he messed with it a lot. Like describing it as squishing it as jello in his hand. I'm just imagining this cop pulled over just squishing this goo. And I just also love the quote where it's just like, "Well, this isn't right." Like <laughs> Uh, to make things even stranger, residents of Oakville began to get sick almost immediately. They had vertigo, blurred vision, nausea, and difficulty breathing. Dogs and cats got mysteriously ill, and some even died. The same gelatinous substance would rain down o- over Oakville six more times over a period of three weeks. Uh, as a result, doctors saw an increase in patients with inner ear problems and respiratory issues. The flu-like symptoms seemingly caused by contact with the blobs lasted seven weeks to three months. So that's pretty intense right there. So, after a resident's mother came down with severe symptoms, he sent a sample of the jelly rain into a lab. The results showed that the blob contained human white blood cells. So this is where it starts to get really X-Files. If, you know, blobs raining down and people getting sick wasn't enough for you... Uh, the fact that they contained human white blood cells, that just amps it up a little bit. The samples were then sent to the Washington State Department of Health for testing. Testing there revealed two kinds of bacteria, one of which is found in the human stomach. Uh, they were suedomonas fluorescens and intobacter cloacae. I didn't go to school for big words, so I might have fucked that up royally. 
A&M test labs revealed a Euro a eukaryotic cell, which suggests that the blobs had been alive at one point. Woo! Then, a sample uh, mysteriously disappeared from the Department of Health labs. Mike McDowell, who was a guy who was uh, working there at the time, said, I came in, and the material was not where it was supposed to be. I asked management, what happened to it? And the exact words were, do not ask. So, that's a little bit suspicious right there. Um... So let's get into some theories about what people think the blobs could have been. First of all, let's go with the obvious. The one that everyone would go to first. Aliens. Um, so basically the theory with that is just that the blobs were little tiny alien hitchhikers and hopped onto like a uh, meteor or an asteroid and hitched a ride into Oakville. For what reason? I don't know. What did they do when they got here? Made people sick, and then went away. So I guess that's really all there is to that theory, honestly. I tried to look more into it, but there didn't seem to be much behind it. But I want to believe, so if you believe, we can wish that into reality. Alright, theory number two. Airline waste. So the white human blood cells found support this theory. But, um, FAA rules state that waste must be dyed blue, and the blobs were obviously clear, so... And it's also against the rules to dump wa waste mid-flight. And it rained over Oakville uh, multiple times over a period of weeks, so it would just be kind of odd that all of these airplanes happened to dump their waste illegally over Oakville, and then they just immediately stopped. You know what I mean? It's like, it, that theory just doesn't make that much sense to me. I'm leaning more towards aliens than I am that one, honestly. So, theory three, the government experiment theory. Some residents had noticed a slow-moving military aircraft flying over the town almost daily. Mysterious illness, or, and then the mysterious illness that people had, with some citizens reporting mysterious officials showing up to ask them questions about the illness. So a little, like, men in black action for you there. I don't know, that would freak me out if I got sick and then, you know, shady government official, you know, looking person came up and was like, hey, we're going to interrogate you about everything that happened. And then um, also supporting this theory could be the disappearing sample from the lab. That's definitely sketchy. Um, could the government have been testing out a bio biological weapon on this rural town? And then Mike McDowell, who you might remember as the guy who was actually working with the um, sample in the Department of Health, said this material, and I have no proof one way or the other, was manufactured by someone for some purpose and for some reason, Oakville, was chosen as the test site. Ugh. And that quote just gives me the chills. So, whew, taking a moment to collect myself, let's move on to theory number four, the flying jellyfish theory, which might be my favorite name for a theory ever. Flying jellyfish? Dibs on the band name. So, this theory, basically, to break it down, is that military weapons testing caused a colony of jellyfish to explode, or, possibly, a tornado might have touched down into the ocean, picking up jellyfish and carrying them inland. Um, however, Oakville is 50 miles from the ocean, and also with the blobs falling so many times that they did, and there was a lack of any, like, rotting or fish smell that you would expect if, you know, thousands of jellyfish rain down over your town that couldn't have a great smell to it um uh. whoo that was a gross burp sorry guys and uh there are her historic accounts of it raining fish fl frogs and flesh which is the new bears beats battlestar galactica in my mind fish frogs flesh 
Um, this is, however, the most widely accepted theory, and uh, Oakville considered throwing a jellyfish festival, which I'm very sad that they didn't, because I would be there every single year with a jellyfish hat on, hailing the sky blobs. And the tavern features a drink called the jellyfish, which is vodka, gelatin, and juice. Which, whew, I can't do shots, but just thinking about that makes me want to throw up. Kind of want to try it now, though. Maybe I'll take a road trip and I'll report back. And then the fifth theory I believe we're on now, which is my personal favorite theory. The Oakville Collusion Theory. Basically, small towns. They breed boredom and they breed tall tales. So, uh, it, basically they just think that the town kind of got together and exaggerated and embellished the story as it went on, made it more and more sensationalist, you know, trying to draw, um, tourism or just attention to the, you know, a population of 600 people town. Um, and then, you know, the jellyfish festival and the drink kind of point to this too, and they think that the illness could have been chalked up to just mass hysteria. So, moving on to the conclusion where I'm just going to do what I, kind of what I feel this was. So, I definitely am a believer that blobs rained down. I'm, I full-on believe that it rained something that wasn't just water that day in Oakville. However, I also believe that people added onto the story to make it a little bit more exciting than it was. Researching this was very hard. Um, basically the only reliable source I had to go off of was an Unsolved Mysteries, uh, wiki webpage. And I, lo I looked and I looked and I looked and I used some information from other sources, but, uh, that was where the majority of the information that I felt was, that I felt comfortable being like, this is the facts of the case, came from. Um, however, I have no idea what or where those blobs came from. As no samples of the blobs exist, it's unlikely that we'll ever really know what caused this phenomenon, unless, of course, the skies decide to open up again over Oakville one day. This is kind of a short one, and I'm kind of getting into the flow of learning how to do this, so if you listened, I thank you. I'm trying to keep this one as short as possible, just because I want it to be a little test run. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I'm hoping to get a mic and get some guests and get, you know, a higher quality, but still, I'm just doing this for fun podcast out to you guys soon. So thank you for listening to Pacific North Weird, and now might be a good time for you to go buy an umbrella.